Hi, everyone, and welcome to this career clinic, and very much more, actually, than that. I'm joined by Kanira Shah, who I've known for 15 years, 10 years, at least, at least 10, Kanira, and I'll explain how and why in a second. We're going to talk about, should you do an MBA? How do you get into private equity? And we all know the statistics when it comes to venture capital and private equity and investment. There's very few women, there's very few ethnic minority women. So in many ways, Kanira has been a trailblazer. So Kanira, just to introduce you. Okay, so you did, uh, you were Imperial and you did engineering, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. So I, I moved to London actually when I was 18. I'm from Belgium originally. So uh, I was speaking Flemish on a daily basis and I came to came to the UK, kind of getting used to the twang and everything. But um, yeah, I joined Imperial doing a sort of in combination course, electrical electronic engineering together with software engineering. So did that for yeah, four years. I, I mean, when I think of engineers at Imperial, you're exactly the image of the person that I have in <laughs> mind. I mean, you must, it must have been just so gender biased towards women. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. We were we were five girls, including me, 50 boys. So uh, wow. I thought I was first initially very excited about that prospect, but. <laughs> <laughs> but then you realized you got to, you got to get on with work. Exactly, exactly. So it was a great experience. Um, I chose engineering as well because when I um, when I was in school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I thought engineering would give me a good base. Uh, strangely, I liked maths and physics, uh, so that sort of seemed like the most like obvious choice then, uh, because then I could kind of go into any direction. At least that's what they told me if I choose to do so. So, um, and finance was one of the things that was on my mind when I was going through the course. We had lots of banks, lots of other financial companies just come and talk a bit more about what they were doing. And I got quite intrigued by, by that whole world. Well, I mean, I hopefully what, what you indicate is, I mean, it's important. One thing that you said, it was, it gives you a lot of options. See, a lot of people think they've got to have their career mapped out for life and they've got to go down a certain route. But like you said, engineering gave you those options. You liked maths. Um, uh, and, and obviously that has <laughs> an essential, um, when it when it came to finance, why did you choose finance? Was it the money aspect? Why did you not go into you know putting on a hard hat and doing proper engineering, as it were? That's true. That's true. I, I I somehow wish I could have used my engineering degree, but I guess I use it in another way. It's just uh, at the time, it, everything that was going on in, in finance was was interesting to me, but I wasn't really quite sure as well where to go yet, and I didn't really want to join one of the big banks. So what I did end up doing because I also quite am quite people person I like that that people aspect I ended up going to Bloomberg so um, it's kind of like I felt the best of both worlds you still have your foot in the door in finance but it's not it's not like I said not a bank not a fund uh, gives you a broader overview I got to meet so many different people because you go and you meet all of these different from traders to uh, equity research people so it gives you an even more better idea okay what could I possibly do um with this or not because i decided did go a completely different direction after that so um well we'll come to that in a second but yeah you kept your again you kept your options open a good brand name in bloomberg um why did you not want to go with a big bank a lot of people they always think oh, i've got to go with the big name even if they're not happy with that what, what I, was I, your thinking i i just wasn't um i i didn't felt really any from any of the banks that came I, I didn't really feel like I could really you know give it my all because uh, you go into these programs and they were all graduate programs and um, 
I didn't feel I was going to get the diversity that I needed. And especially the people aspect, I didn't want to just be sitting behind Excel sheets, sitting behind, you know, just doing analyst work. I also wanted that people aspect and I didn't feel I was going to get that at any of those programs. Um, so I did do a graduate program at Bloomberg uh, and from what I saw and you know you meet people you speak to all of these people you really try to get an understanding of okay what does it actually involve the work and the only track I was interested in as a bank was investment banking um, so as you know those are crazy hours those are not just yeah. I mean there's, there's, it's a whole, a whole bunch of things but I didn't feel like at that level at a junior level I would really uh, put all my skills to good use, um, which is why I ended up choosing another brand name, like you said, uh, but in a completely mixed. Uh, yeah, environment. yeah. Well, I've worked at Bloomberg, so I know exactly what you what you mean. It gives you that best of both, or gives you top tier um, training as well. But you know, I'm I'm really pleased because what you've said because it, it's a brave decision, but it was the one which was right for you. And very often, people get into careers which are. Uh, not right for them and and you know years later to discover that actually they're they're pretty unhappy so okay after Bloomberg came along uh, a, a private equity fund um, and I, I think the first set of first time we interviewed you was um, in a coffee shop in Mayfair if I'm not mistaken um, uh, uh, if I remember rightly and I don't even th- I, I wasn't conducting the interview I think I just popped in to say hello after we probably made the decision um to take you on so tell me why why private equity and why well if i can put it this way a, a boutique player like us why why did you go into private equity so um i i did a lot of research around it obviously I had by that time uh i had taken a little um detour working in india as well and uh i spoke to a lot of my friends who were working at, at the banks you know who went into that career track of investment banking etc and I thought, okay, what could be the best fit uh, fit for me? And I interviewed at a couple of other places as well. Uh, obviously prepared very well because I knew my background wasn't exactly um, the more traditional one. Um, so for me, what I wanted was a place where I could learn, where some where, where the people that I was joining as well wouldn't mind training me as well because of my um, non-experience, but that I could also show uh to you in the end basically that i can manage numbers i can do this so i obviously came well prepared we did cases etc together um so i for for me why i chose boutique is because i knew that i would get that attention from from the partners i could work together and really like you know sit on next to you and 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 see how you get hands-on and also end up becoming more hands-on as well in the process and on top of that, I like the I like the India angle that you were going to go for as well in the end. So that that was another one of my um, yeah. um, plus points. Well, say. we were very lucky to find you because f- for us, I, and I think the, the the sort of the interview questions involved. I think there was some discount cash flows around solar energy or something like that. I mean, I let me let me be absolutely clear. I couldn't have done the interview, um, but I think Ajay, my partner on that, and Nana devised it in a way that you could hit the ground running. So, how important was it that that the work that you'd be doing was of interest? I mean, because obviously we were in retail, we were in uh, retail investments and solar investments, energy investments. Or did you not care about that so much? You just wanted to be in private equity. 
I know. For me, it was really about what you were doing. So not just like I like I said, I knew the, about the India angle, uh, and I knew that there was an interest in energy, uh, and and I thought, okay, this could be interesting space for me to learn more. Maybe there is a way I can put my technical skills a little bit more to use here. Yeah. Uh, you know, bringing my engineering background. So for me your focus was very important. So it, yeah. it wasn't just like, I just want to be in any PE fund uh, at any cost. Uh, then I could have gone to a bigger, like a, the bigger yeah. players, KKR, but then you were just a number in my, yeah. for, for, in my view, at least. Uh, I mean, that could work perfectly well for, for some other people, but for me personally, yeah. I, I really needed as well that personal attention. So I know yeah. in, in a KKR, I would just be doing models. I will not be able to see at a more management level position as well, like what, what you get involved with on a daily basis. So sure. that was key. Well, I know with us, I mean, you were, <laughs> we, we would sometimes joke that we need you to go up some of the wind farms in Romania and have a look at them. And I did. <laughs> and, and you did. And, and, and so Nern and I would look at each other and think, hmm, who should do, knowing that you're listening. So I guess there's that, there's that banter as well, but you're part of the team. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. You're part of the team. And I think it's very important people realize what it is they want in a role. Um, and I guess in a small team like ours, you're able to shape which direction you want to go in, uh, albeit it's all hands on deck. So unfortunately, if we needed you to go to India, then I'm afraid, yeah, sorry, you've got to go, you know, uh, because there isn't a whole team to um, to call out. Tell me, what, what did you enjoy the most about private equity, about that whole industry? Because there's a lot of people watching this will be thinking, well, do I want to go into asset management? Do I want to go into that area or not? Especially, and I said to you before we started recording this, we never thought of you as a woman, and that's not an insult. It was just, you know, <laughs> a team's a team. Um, did that ever bother you? I mean, I know you and I were at many conferences, we were at events and stuff, and um, did it ever occur to you that it's so male, the industry? Uh, for me, not really. I mean, of, uh, of course, you enter a room and uh, you, you are potentially maybe one of five women, but I was sort of used to that already from the get-go with, uh, with my studies. Uh, so it never, never bothered me. I never really felt like uh, an outsider. I was always very within the team, working with you even after. Uh, now, uh, always very warmly received. I never felt any... Um, different treatment i would if i if i can say so so and, and i and i love the banter as well uh so that that was fantastic and um yeah in, ter in terms of uh pe uh, itself um that's just unfortunately the way the uh, the industry is sort of still quite heavily male uh dominate so it would be great to see some more um, women uh, going into that. So I, I really hope that, you know, there are people who could look at this and say like, yeah, actually, um, I just have to push and, and, and go yeah. for it, really. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I, and I guess, you know, I said to you again before this interview, I said, you know, it just didn't even occur to me because we didn't think of you as you know, male, female, whatever. It was just, you were really good at what you were doing. Um, and sometimes I know, I remember looking at what you were working on and, and I would say to you, and I still remember, I'd say, I couldn't do this, you know, and, um, uh, uh, and, and that was meant as a compliment. Now, there's another aspect to working in finance and it's this, I remember many times in the office, it'd be your birthday and I'd say to you, what the hell are you doing in front of an Excel spreadsheet? Can you please just go and do something else? There's more important things in the world than finance and work and all of these things. Um, and it's true. I mean, how do you find fulfillment 
when especially a lot of people watching this will be from a city audience how do you find fulfillment for me i i re like i mean work is work and you have to you have to get things done uh and i loved what i and i still am doing basically because i feel also because i didn't answer your previous question it brings the perfect combination p brings a perfect combination for me at least of having both personal relationships so you go out you meet entrepreneurs you meet companies um uh, you you like right now i, I work in vc uh i have a basket is in vc but you, you're constantly meeting people they're so inspiring so you have that people aspect which i was drilling on about of, at, at, at bloomberg for example as well but you also have the technical aspect so you you go and analyze companies as well at the end so with working on on the excel sheets for me it i didn't see it as work uh, necessarily i i was i was excited but i was trying to help out these entrepreneurs and um, try and push uh, and see, you know, how how can we contribute here? Because yeah. uh, if if I can do that, and if that means a couple of extra hours uh, of work one one day, uh, yeah. it, it's not work to me because I enjoy what I do. Yeah, and I know from our stuff when we were doing clean energy and and and, and those kind of areas, and and of course they now are even more important in the world um but even back then i mean you were working on those well before it became fashionable to be mm. doing solar and biomass and, and 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 all of those kind of things and the healthcare stuff when we did the deals on on knee replacement technologies and, and bringing those to to india so i guess that i guess private equity and venture capital gives you that that bigger purpose and a lot of people nowadays talk about purpose well your purpose then took you to an mba uh, again, what was the thinking about doing an MBA? Because a lot of people, you know, they come to me and they say, oh, I don't know whether should I do an MBA, shouldn't I? Especially at this time, you know, with all that's going on in the world. What, what's your thinking? How, how, what advice would you give them? Uh, so my decision actually to go for that, I've been, I was playing around with that thought for, for a while, should I or should I not? But um, considering my, uh, my background, considering my CV, I really thought it would be a great way to streamline it further. And I thought actually it would be a great way to also discover if there was nothing else as well that I'm missing out on in terms of career uh, opportunities and, 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 and questions. Uh, should I stay? Should I stay in PE? Should I do something else? And uh, so for me, it really offered that um, that whole like window of opportunity. Now, the funny thing is, of course, that I decided to still stay in finance. <laughs> so uh, it, it makes you, you know, makes your decisions easier as well. You learn a lot in terms of from your other peers. And I learned a lot from my professors as well. And, and it does um, help to a certain extent as well uh, when it when it comes to further further down the line. I think you see the returns uh, potentially for me another five years uh, in in more um, in, in terms of network in terms of yeah. um, real uh, yeah a, a stamp of of streamlining for me a stamp of approval almost as, yeah. as yeah. you can call it that way. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, it upskilled you. I mean, it obviously. An MBA would teach you things which we couldn't in the firm uh, and, again, gives you those choices and broadens that. So from you, definitely a thumbs up to say, yep, if you've got the opportunity, yeah. go down the MBA route. What are your future plans? What would you go down the venture capital route, private equity? Would you be an entrepreneur? Everybody's doing it now. You know, would you set up your own? What do you think, what do you think you'll do? And don't forget, before you answer that, future future 
you know, employers and colleagues may well watch this. So, oh, and by the way, we haven't even discussed your your um, your uh, more glamorous career in 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 movies and and all the rest of it. But you might not want to talk about that. But yeah, so, Hollywood still beckons. There's still the Hollywood route, Kanira. There's still the Hollywood route. Different way. Um, but to um, I, I mean, I spent three years in in, in the movie business to 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 a certain extent from everything from performing to, to producing and I still love the area. Um, but for me right now, it is definitely VC that I want to stay in. Uh, so I am actually working at a, at a, at a fund um, just to help basically the ecosystem here in Belgium. So I'm back in, back in Belgium. I want to continue down that path because I, uh, it, it just gets me, excited every every day you always you always see new solutions that entrepreneurs are working on and and, and it's fantastic if someday down the line i'd like to do my own company that's uh, that remains to be seen uh, potentially in a few years time but i am working on something on the side which basically brings my um, my film uh, passion back into place so i'm working on a little side projects to try and help um, film producers and, and filmmakers uh, here in the Benelux region uh, to get financing, basically. So yeah. it's my way of giving back a little bit yeah. to, to that business that I love so much. Yeah. And I think we're seeing more of that. I mean, you know, the, the, obviously filmmaking has always been capital intensive and generated returns for investors. But now we're seeing the importance of regional voices. Uh, of communities and, and all of those. And if you can marry, obviously, your finance background, the ability to raise funds, and, and do, again, do the more purposeful stuff of giving people a voice, then obviously, you know, it sort of ticks all your all your boxes in that regard. Do you think you will, um, I mean, let's, you know, do you think you'll return to the UK? Do you see yourself as European? Do you think you'll be, especially now we've got Brexit, do you see yourself as somebody who will, you know, be in different countries located and, and, and moving back and forth? Or do you think, um, no, one place, that's where you want to be? What, what's yeah, your thing? Moving back and forth, for sure. I have a big love for London. Uh, it's never going to go away. I mean, I spent more than 15 years uh, there. So yeah. uh, I, I can't see my life uh, without either part living there, part, uh, you know, move, remote working from, from Europe. Uh, I consider myself Euro European, but that includes for me that it does include the UK. UK yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, staying stationary is not an option for me, at least. Fantastic. No, I think that, and that's got to be the attitude, doesn't it, in, in a global connected world. And I've loved the way you know you've you've worked out what a perp what that you wanted a bigger purpose, and that you weren't ever pushed back by the hurdles around you know what other people may may well see as uh, oftentimes hurdles. So I hope you'll continue sort of waving the flag for the industry and also for um, the sector and, and, and all the, the stuff you're doing and the way of approaching a job in instead of just, you know, the conveyor belt, but actually saying, no, actually, I want something which fits my personality as well. Any last pieces of advice you want to give the audience before we uh, call it a wrap? So I'd, I'd say just don't be afraid of change. Uh, so change is good. Uh, even if you're not from a traditional background, um, you know, if you don't try, you will never know and you'll always be left with a question. So um, just go and, and whatever you, whatever inspires you, that's what you go after. 
That's actually fantastic advice. I really like that. I think that's a really important one to um, finish on and your proof of that. And I can certainly say um, the other thing I would add is be like Canera. Um, you, you are absolute joy in the uh, the office to work with. You know, and I think that's really important um, that people sometimes forget that hiring isn't just about CVs and LinkedIn profiles. It's about likability. It's about energy. It's about enthusiasm. And I know from... Um, so some of the hiring that my wife's done and, and you, you know, Ekta, and, and she said to me, you know, you've got qualifications, you can have two people, you can even have somebody with less qualifications on paper, but you will go with the one who you know is going to be, you know, uh, up for doing the job, enthusiastic, energetic, and, and sort of light up the, the office as opposed to somebody who sort of sits there just sucking the energy out of the room and stuff. And so it's been absolute pleasure working with you. Um, uh, and very much missed. Uh, as I say, all the all the banter and 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 you no, gave no. as good as you got. Let's put it that way. Uh, and we certainly knew our place in the office, and and, and not to take you on uh, <laughs> on any of it. So uh, absolute joy. So thank you very much, Kanira Shah. We will keep in touch with you. I know, and I'm sure there'll be uh, messages on the on the various social media platforms. So we'll send you the links so you can uh, also reply back to people Lovely. as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.